The term just transition has become triggering for some, but as Alberta's energy industry moves toward a green transition, how can we ensure no worker is left behind? Joining us to discuss is Ian Hussey, Parkland Institute Research Manager. Good morning to you, Ian. Good morning. When we talk about this move toward green energy, this transition, if you will, Ian, what jobs particularly, can you, can you laser in on the jobs that, that could be at stake? Well, on uh, the traditional oil and gas side, we've already lost 35,000 jobs in Alberta uh, since 2014. Those jobs likely aren't coming back because investment hasn't come back to the oil patch and the oil patch is increasing automation to be globally competitive. On the more green, renewable side, uh, we've seen 4,500 jobs come into wind and solar. We've seen increasing investment, including from major corporations that are buying green energy, like Amazon and other major companies that are investing in our province. We've also seen, in my area of the province, in Edmonton, an uptick of 3,500 jobs uh, in hydrogen in Edmonton in the last five years. So there's a lot of positives going on in Alberta and some other um things in the oil and gas industry that are really related to uh, the global economy and not necessarily local factors. So Ian, should you know, should workers be worried about that just transition phrase then? Or, or, or are there just other things we need to be moving forward? We just need to look forward and look at the different opportunities that are going to be coming available. I think a lot of the political discourse right now is just that, you know, we're in an election cycle. There's a lot of political theater going on. I mean, workers do need to be concerned that obviously we've lost 35,000 oil and gas jobs since 2014. That's a a large number. Um, But a lot of those workers have actually transitioned into other great employment because they're highly skilled. They have a lot of experience. Um, And so there are a lot of positives with that. But with that transition, they need government support, uh, and our government needs to be looking at the energy transition not as a like black and white issue. Right now, we're really talking about well, it's oil and gas or it's renewable energy, and really for for a number of years to come. And right now, it's it's both. You know, global oil demand is only set to peak in 2035. So what we're talking about is, well, we've already lost oil and gas jobs, so we're trying to replace those. But when demand actually goes down eventually in about a decade, you know, where are communities that are relying on oil and gas? Where are those workers going to find support? Where are they going to find new investment and new employment? And that planning and um, that investment um, attraction is really happening now. That's why we need political leadership now on these issues. Speaking with Ian Hussey, Parkland Institute Research Manager, and yes, that number staggering, 35,000 jobs lost since 2014. And you mentioned that a lot of those workers have transitioned because they are skilled. When it comes to those skills, Ian, what I'm wondering is, do those skills and would they transfer to, to green energy? Are there opportunities that would be a very good fit as far as what these workers were doing and their skill set? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Um, We're seeing a lot of uh, workers in the building trades, uh, operating engineers that that operate heavy equipment like cranes. Um, Those skills are transferable to building a hospital. They're transferable to building a hydrogen plant. You know, pipelines are still going to be needed in in, um, a shifting energy landscape, whether you're moving um, carbon that's been captured, whether you're moving hydrogen in those pipes. 
or, you know, building new transmission lines for building out green electricity. Um, those are electricians, they're welders, um, they're construction trades. And, and on top of that, if we have that base of skilled labor, then we still need our healthcare workers, our, our food workers, and, and all the rest of our economy. So, it's really about figuring out where the world is going and moving with it so we don't get left behind. And Ian, do you feel like the Alberta government is doing enough or is it a hindrance to come out with, you know, an opposition to something like just transition or, or are we doing enough in the province of Alberta to sort of prepare, get our workers ready, get moving and go kind of with the times? Uh, I, I, w- I would say the government's doing a lot of positive things. Uh, the UCP continued the NDP program around attracting uh, attracting investment in petrochemicals. That's that's been huge for uh, the Edmonton and surrounding area in the last uh, five to ten years. We've attracted billions of dollars investment, thousands of jobs in construction, uh, a number in operation in, in those chemical plants. That's that's really important for the Edmonton regional economy. Uh, now you're seeing in, in Calgary, uh, the government has just come. The, the city government has just come out with a high hydrogen plan. Uh, on a provincial level, you know, the UCP has done some positive things in energy. Uh, they've developed a hydrogen plan. They've developed a critical minerals plan. You know, but I, I think that the negative thing right now is with the political theater, because we're in an election cycle, we have Daniel Smith and some of her ministers fighting with the federal government and not coming to the table uh, where the federal government has been planning for a year now around uh, new jobs and investment in diversifying energy. And the Alberta government really needs to be at those tables along with organized labor, uh, non-profits, and others who are already there, indigenous governments are already there, uh, to be part of those conversations. We, we need our provincial government to show leadership in that realm. All right, we're going to have to leave it there for time, but thank you so much, Ian. We appreciate it. Thank you. That is Ian Hussey, Parkland Institute Research Manager.